The red heifer. The red heifer. We always talk about the red heifer. On Parshat Chukat, we always talk about uh, the red heifer, the great mystery of the red heifer. Amelie just uh, taught us about this. Uh, it purifies you. The ashes of the red heifer pur- purifies you from contact with the dead. And it's, it's an intricate ritual. There's cedar wood and hyssop. Hyssop? What is hyssop? Um, and it is all announced, the headline is Zot Chukata Torah. This is the chuka, the decree of the Torah. This is the, the chuka. What, what is a chuka? Um, well, it, 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 as Amelie told us, um, it is a ritual law, translated as ritual law here in, um, in our chumash. Um, it's one of the, the, the Israelites have, have lots of words for law. It's one of our words for law, but it's an important one. It is famously one of the, the, the most important pieces of legal theory in the Talmud, um, distinguishes between two kinds of law, one of which is mishpatim, or the mishpat, which is the kind of law that, um, even if it hadn't been written, dinhu sheyichtavu, it, the justice demands that it should have been written. The kinds of laws that we see in the Torah that, are, that make sense to us, that are intuitive, that are, that are natural, the kinds of laws that we understand. Laws like, like the prohibition against murder or theft, some of the, the basic laws that keep a society together. That's one kind of law that the Torah recognizes, mishpatim, and the other great category that the, that the Talmud uh, splits, uh, splits off there is chukim. And chukim, the Talmud says, are the kinds of laws that you look at and you think, Masetohu, tohu, this is, this, is, this is meaningless. This makes no sense at all. And uh, the Talmud gives some examples, uh, like kosher, like keeping kosher, like not eating a pig. Why, why don't we eat pigs? Some people think it's for health reasons, but that's not what our tradition says. Our tradition says, as Amelie said, God said so. Right? That's just the way it is. And the Talmud gives other lists of strange laws that we don't understand, like one of my favorites is shatnas. Don't mix wool and linen in one garment. Why? God said so. Okay, and the ultimate chok, the ultimate, the strangest, the, 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 the most mysterious, the most uh, unknowable uh, law of them all is the law of the red heifer. As Rashi puts it, gzerahi, it's a decree. It's just God said so. Uh, it's a great, there's a great story uh, in the Midrash of King Solomon who, uh, who says, uh, I, I succeeded um, in understanding the whole, the whole Torah, Amadati al-Kola Torah Kula, uh, but as soon as I reached this chapter about the Reb Heifer, I searched and I probed and I questioned it, and, and finally I just said, I, I, I tried to get wisdom, but it was, it was far from me. So that, that's King Solomon. <laughs> the wisest man in the world couldn't figure it out, but we keep trying every year, every year. And Amelie just contributed to that, that canon of attempts to, to understand the, the red heifer. But I want to just point out another, another problem, another dilemma embedded in our endless fixation with the, the mystery of the red heifer. And that is that this is not the main story of this Parsha. Not by a long shot. I, I, I want to suggest that the main story of this Parsha is that Moses loses both of his siblings 
in one chapter, Miriam and Aaron both die in Parshat Chukat. Two of the great leaders of Israel and the two siblings of the greatest leader of Israel die in, in quick succession. So surely this is the main thing that we should be focused on, that we should be talking about every single year. This is the Parsha of the death of Miriam and Aaron. And the, red the red heifer? Who cares about the red heifer? It's just, just a distraction. Let's, let's move on to chapter 20. But if we think about this for just, just a second, just take a second and think about it, suddenly realize that this Parsha actually has a brilliant structure. Because remember, the red heifer is the ritual that we use when we come into contact with death. And that is exactly what Moses is about to come in contact with. Rashi picks up on this and says, Why was the story of Miriam's death juxtaposed with the section of the red heifer? Juxtaposed. These two things are connected. There's a saying in the, in the Talmud that uh, God, uh, God creates the healing before God creates the blow. And that is the way chapter 19 and 20 feel to us once we start to realize that the ritual that we use to deal with contact with the dead immediately precedes the two great deaths that Moses will experience uh, along this journey. God creates the healing before God creates the blow. And, and what an overwhelming blow this must have been for Moses. He lived much of his life estranged from his family, running from danger, but they were there when he needed them most. Right? When he was just a baby, floating down the Nile in, in a basket, it was his sister who watched after him to make sure he was safe. And when he was called upon to lead the revolution, he only agreed to do it if Aaron would be with him. These, these two have, have, have not just been his, his family, but his partners and at times his only allies in this long and difficult journey. And now in an instant, they're both gone. And what will he do? How will he cope? How, how do any of us cope with death? And what do we do in the face of this inevitable but unbearable reality that the people in our lives are taken away from us? The Talmud in, in, in Moed Katan, the Talmud that first points out that, these, that the, the red heifer comes just before Miriam's death, the Talmud goes on then to discuss two kinds of death. Mita uh, chatufa, an immediate death, a death by snatching, and mita dechufa, a delayed death, a de death that, that you know about that, it, that is coming. And of course, Miriam's death was instant, was a, was a death by snatching. She was suddenly taken. And Aaron's death had been foretold. So Moses experienced both of these kinds of loss. But death leaves us unprepared whether we are prepared for it or not. Anyone who's, who's lost someone dear to them knows that. For me, it, it's the death of my father, which we had some time to prepare for, a few months before the cancer ravaged through his body. But it still took us by surprise. 
It's over 20 years later, and I, I still can't wrap my mind around it. I, I can't comprehend how it is that he was here, and now he's gone. And that's my personal loss. But when you're a rabbi in community, you see this all the time. And you come to realize that death is with us every day, every week. As a large enough group of people, we are always, always processing this. And, you know, when you're the rabbi in a community, people look to you for, for answers. But there's really nothing to say. There's really no explanation. I, I searched for wisdom, but it was, it was far from me. It was far from me. We don't have answers, but what we do have is ritual. In this tradition, we turn to ritual. At the time when we have no idea what else to do, we go through the motions of our morning rites and rituals. In a way, just, just to be doing something just to be acknowledging the pain of our loss without having to use words because there are no words to use. There are no real answers. And maybe that's the secret of the red heifer, that there are no answers. There is no explanation. It's just a decree. It's just a mystery. Because death itself is a mystery. We'll never know why the most natural, unavoidable truth of human life, that one day it ends, feels again and again like the most unfair punishment of all. How could a, how, how could a God that's done such good for us, that's given us so much, our lives, our Torah, the glorious world around us, then suddenly turn around and, and rip away from us the ones that we love the most? Zot chukata Torah. This is the decree of the Torah. This is the way of the world. Death is the great mystery. And that's about all the answer that the tra tradition ever gives us. Again and again we see this, this frustration in the search for, for, for the answer to the mystery of death. Moses famously goes up to, to the heavens and, and sees into the future and sees the greatest scholar of the Talmud, Rabbi Akiva, teaching this brilliant Torah. And then, fast forwards, to see Rabbi Akiva's death, tortured, tortured at the hands of the Romans. And Moses turns to God and says, Zot Torah, Bezot Sharah, this is, this, is, this is what you get for studying Torah? This is what happens to us? And God just says, Shtok, quiet. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Job, the most the most famous uh, of, of, of the sufferers, who, who lost his entire family, turns to God and asks God, why have you afflicted me? And God says, were you there when I laid the earth's foundations? Do you know? Do you know how things work? And that's it. And some things we'll never understand. Maybe we can never understand. This is not a tradition that pretends to have the answers to the questions of why death and what happens after death. The Torah doesn't offer us answers, but she offers us rituals, chukim, rituals that give us some way to respond when we have 
no response, to give us something to hold on to when we feel unmoored and adrift in tragedy. And there's one more thing that the Torah offers us. Zot chukat ha-Torah. This is, this is the decree of the Torah, of the Torah. And we are the people of the Torah, of this covenant. And the Torah brings us together, together around these rituals. The end of, of chapter 20 is v'yifku et ha'aron shloshim yom kol beit Yisrael. And all the house of Israel cried over Aaron for 30 days. And the Midrash tells us that they saw Moses sitting there weeping, weeping and weeping, and they gathered and they joined and they surrounded him and they cried with him. And that's the other thing that these rituals give us, is a way to come together and to cry together as we together face the great and sometimes terrifying mysteries of life and death. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>